Hello, everyone. Welcome to the R&B Godcast. This is Brad. And this is Robbie. And here and, uh, we are, ready to yeah. talk about <laughs> your youth ministry and our youth ministry yeah. and our ministry in general. We're, yeah, <laughs> we are here to judge your... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're, here to talk, we're here to talk about uh, stuff that you might find interesting, um, especially if you work in youth ministry or uh, you're active in church or if you're just interested if you're uh, you know uh spiritually curious you know uh which is the best kind of curious i guess um, oh certainly and uh yeah so that's uh, that's what we're gonna talk about um and well what we've been talking about and what specifically uh the topic we're specifically talking about for today would be prayer <laughs> dun 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 <laughs> yep yep all right prayer music i don't even know what prayer music would be like i guess it would have to be soft and undistracting yeah you know what (laughs) i would think when when someone would say prayer music i'd probably think like instrumentals that like that you hear in like you know meditation rooms it's like just like you know like very calm um, very calm maybe like soft piano Mm -hmm. and the smell of like eucalyptus and <laughs> why am i thinking of a of a, of a spa because <laughs> it's so common prayer massage have some prayer tea <laughs> yeah no i think i think you might have some spiritual lines crossed there and, it, and nevertheless oh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of funny because so when we have prayer time at our church we always have someone play you know hymns softly on the piano just to kind of fill the space and uh, one mm. of the gals came up to me and said you know i can hardly ever pray when you do that because all i do is i sing along to the hymns in my head like well you got to learn to focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I remember, I, I remember as well that um, um, we did this like uh, song for for like praise and worship. We had to record it, and then they said, "Oh, you know, you have to say something after just to lead people towards prayer." So like, okay, um, I was used to doing it like on stage in front of like in church and just doing that, but um, for recording it felt awkward. Just do it in silence. So I asked someone from the team to like, can you just like play like random chords on the piano with like, just like, like, you know, just prolong the note and then softly and then move to the next chord and then the next chord. It doesn't have to be like a hymn. It just has to be like, you know, just pads, just, you know, just, you know, just uh, guide the sound because it sounds so awkward for me to, to pray in silence. But I mean, I guess that's kind of, um, uh that's kind of indicative of <laughs> of how <laughs> dependent i am of external things when i pray it's like you know it's uh, you gotta have to you, you have to be in the right you know mood or like you have to be, you have to have the right smell to pray well <laughs> like what <laughs> but it's true I mean, for me it's true okay, kind of <laughs> Well, and it's, I think we uh, oftentimes downplay that. I mean, getting into our prayer problems mm, section, like what challenges mm. are, I think a lot of times we either um, build so much of an experience into prayer that we can't pray under normal circumstances, or mm, consequently, mm. we ignore the circumstances so much that we just never make it right, make the situation right to prayer. I mean, if, to give you an yeah, example, exactly. like, you know, you can imagine a husband and a wife you know, coming together and she's saying, well, you never, you're never romantic anymore. We used to go on dates. We used to, well, you know, I don't think that's important anymore. And so mm-hmm. as a result, she and they both feel less and less connected. Why? Because they're not setting up the circumstances right, you know, mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. them to succeed in that relationship and succeed and, and know mm-hmm. each other in that, in that romantic and intimate way. And so I think that like we would do well as much as we might kind of scoff and say, well, you know, you you can pray anytime, which is true. You can pray anytime. Mm-mm. But just like in any friendship, any relationship, there's there comes an appropriate point to say that I'm going to set up this situation to work. Maybe it is putting on the right music. Maybe it is, you know, finding your prayer closet, finding a soft enough place, a quiet place where you're not going to be mm. disturbed. Maybe it's horror of horrors, turning your phone mm-hmm. on silent or do not disturb you know, so that you can just focus on prayer. I mean, cultivating mm-hmm. that atmosphere, that environment, that's super important, super important yeah, to yeah. the prayer experience. And I, I think that, yeah, that the, that highlighting the prayer experience, I think that something very recent happened to me um, right before pan- the pandemic. Well, just as the pandemic was starting, like mm. March or like mid-February, um, we went to, you've heard of IHOP, right? Well, not IHOP, the pancake um, <laughs> not the restaurant but like the international house of prayer mm-hmm. um 
So they ha- they opened um like a, I wouldn't say a branch, but like they opened like a satellite here in Cebu, um where they have a a room, a prayer room that's that's not twenty four seven, but it's uh it's often open, like it's mm-hmm. open for people who want you know they just want a play they just want to be in a place where they could pray, mm-hmm. and uh, for me it it felt like. You know, I, I was there and, and we had like a prayer time. They, 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 they played some songs. They, they had worship songs there and someone gave a, a, a talk. And for me, I had this like feeling inside me like, wow, this is something that I have not experienced in a long while. Although I do have these like um, uh, prayer and fasting, which I think is you know, riveting and, and just powerful in itself. But just having a place where the atmosphere is just for you to just communicate and talk to God, it just makes the the idea and the 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 basic principle of prayer being your intimate conversation with God all the more focal, all the more in the middle of everything. Like mm. it's not some incantation that you say, and I think that a lot of people, a lot of Christians, know that by heart like they know it and like oh yeah of course prayer isn't just like a like the pharisee and the tax collector um but the tax you know that the tax collector was the one that had a true prayer mm. but we know it but then we just randomly do it you know we we, we uh, by default our sinful nature makes prayer as instead of a, of a two-way conversation between you and god it's it then becomes just a one way. Oh, by the way, God, uh, please help me with this. Please help me with this. I don't need to talk to you about other stuff, but here are my prayer concerns. Read them and we're done. You know, then, and I feel like that being in a place wherein I not only do I get to just say what I really want to say and just like pray what I really want to pray, but I have to listen. Cause I think there ha- there's such a, there's such a um, understatement. There's such an underrated value for listening during prayer, and that you don't have to talk all the time, and, you know. And then, <laughs> and for me, that that's that's a uh, that was such a powerful experience for me. And I was like, oh, I really want to get. I really want to go back there and just pray, like pray for for a couple of hours, and and then the pandemic started and. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, at first I was like, oh man, I don't get to go there. But then I realized, you know, I'm at home and this is a house and I could just make my house an own, my own little house of prayer. So yeah, it's a, it's a struggle, but every time that, you know, you're in that zone, it's like, ah, it feels so nice. It feels so, feels so right. It feels so purposeful and it feels so. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the difficulties that people have in prayer really is focus. And that's why I think engineering mm. your environment or making environmental choices can be very helpful to prayer. I mean, again, whether you're mm. setting aside specific time or do you have a specific space that you can go and particularly with an idea of not being disturbed, I think is, is a big mm. uh, piece of that. But then, you know, as far as being focused, I think one, we're just so uh, assaulted by entertainment. Mm. I mean, you think about in previous generations, they'd complain about the, the, the television and, you know, noise everywhere and radios everywhere that, that made noise mm. and distraction. But now with our phones and, you know, pa- tablets <laughs> and pads, we're constantly entertained. So I think um, one of the things that we struggle with is just to set everything aside and, mm. and focus and, and really be in a place. And I think there's a couple methods, one of which we'll talk about, but it, it can really help us, at least for me, help me to focus in prayer by um, by reading through the Psalms or praying other people's Psalms. It can certainly help uh, to prayer journal, right? Because you're externalizing it. Mm. That's what we're going to talk about. Mm. You're doing mm. something that yeah. kind of like helps take up some of your focus or, and, and mm. as you pointed out, to pray out loud, to actually be mm. praying out loud verbally. You know, we think of prayer as this very deeply internal uh, process, but truth of the matter mm-hmm. is, is right. Most of the prayers that we see in Scripture were external, were written down, yeah. were prayed out loud, mm-hmm. and um, that 
help that, that you know, using our, our brain to work our mouths to plan out our thoughts and let that time either for your, your prayers to move down through your hands to what you're writing or move down through your mouth to what you're saying out loud is a really important part to connecting with the experience because God mm. hears what we say. Does he know our thoughts? Yes, absolutely. But just as there's a difference between, you know, what you think and what you say in life, there's a difference between what you think and what you actually externalize. Uh, before the Lord, it, it, it's a meaningful mm. practice. So I think that helps, that can help us with what is probably the chief problem mm. with, or one of the chief problems with prayer, which is uh, focus. So mm. I think mm. I think it's really helpful. Another huge uh, challenge that I think that people have with prayer is theological challenges. And you think, well, isn't mm. God in control of everything? Doesn't God know what's best? Shouldn't I just pray like a little two minute, hey God, just do whatever's best. I want what you want. <laughs> and that and that has some huge right built built out of some deterministic or fatalistic theological systems that are really toxic in nature because they oh, take yeah. they take away from the relational aspect and the relational nature of exactly. God. Exactly. Right? Mm. It's really heartbreaking so that people and I see this with people with again certain kind of Calvinistic leaning theologies or fatalistic leaning theologies, they say, Well, you know, I'm great at reading the Bible, but I, I'm terrible at prayer. I can't make time to pray. And when you dig into it, they say, well, what difference does it make? Well, it makes a huge difference. Mm. God, uh, yeah. John 15, or sorry, John 5, 14 and 15 says, is this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know mm. that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. And so what mm. we have in the Bible, while it might make us uncomfortable at times, is a promise that God responds to our prayers and how that works with his sovereignty mm-hmm. it's, it works within his sovereignty it works within his mm-hmm. knowledge his foreknowledge and his care um, for us but God wants us to just like any father wants us to ask him for things and mm. and wants us to like you said be relational with him and share our heart with him and praise him in prayer and and worship him and thank him for things right I mean mm. all those things mm-hmm. are so important for every one of us, because if prayer is not relational, you're not going to do it. I mean, yeah. if it's like you said, if it's just a Santa Claus laundry list, then yeah, you're going to probably f- fall off even from that point and not be interested <laughs> in it. Yeah. And I, I, it also, it manifests itself in how a lot of people just, if they're so detached with the prayer and they treat prayer as like a, a, a laundry list or like a, an incantation or mm. like a, a a magical phrase that you say, but you don't have to feel or you don't have to understand. And, you know, um, I remember, you know, praying. Well, I, I wasn't praying, but it was, I was with, um, with a couple of my friends as well. They were, they were praying. If I'm not mistaken, they were praying, um, the rosary. I think they're praying the rosary and the rosary itself. Like the prayers there, they're pretty powerful. Like a lot of the prayers there are pretty powerful prayers. But like there was like a, a huge list of like the qualities of God, and looking back, um, uh, those were accurate. The, the the descriptions were accurate, but the, a lot of the words were very highfalutin. Um, mm. And I'm pretty sure like a lot of my classmates, we were in grade school then, as they were praying and as they were praying, and they said those words, I doubt they understood half the words that they were saying. Mm. It's like. Do you know what this means? Do you know what that means, right? So, and then so when you're when you're so detached, and when you see, when you consider prayer as like, oh, you know, it's just a magical phrase I say to keep myself from 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 harm's way, mm. without even putting an ounce of heart into it, then then it wouldn't be something. It would just be that. It'd just be a couple of words that don't mean anything, mm-hmm. if you don't really. If you and if and and at the same time, it's a it's always like uh, a lot of people always treat prayer as uh, one as an assurance of of benefit or as an assurance of like, if I pray about it, I'm going to get it, you know, or if I pray about it enough, I'm going to get a yes answer from God, which isn't the case all the time. Whatever God says whatever God's decision or purpose is for your life is what he's going to, whatever God's will would be, would be. Um, but then, you know, a lot of people would say, Oh, I prayed about this, but it didn't come true. God must not be real. Mm. You know, it's a, and, and I think that's a very, it, it's, it's very telling of how you've treated 
prayer and how you've treated your conversations with God. Mm. It, it's no, it's not a conversation anymore. It's just a, you better give me this man or, 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 or you're going to get cut. <laughs> so, so, so right. I mean, that, yeah. I love that because that, that so much shows again, the relational nature and also the fact that for most people, when they think of their faith, they think of, does God work? Does this work for me? <laughs> Do I get what I mm. want out of it? Mm. And our relationship mm. with the Lord is so much more about one, uh, knowing Him, glorifying Him, right, and His will. But also, mm. it's mm. it's not about what we want out of it; it's what we need. Mm-hmm. That is, we need mm. that vital connection with Him. And so, I really mm. do think you're you're absolutely right that part of the uh, problem that people have with prayer is that it doesn't work as a uh, as a Santa Claus shopping list. God designed mm. it that way, and and praise the Lord, He doesn't, right? I mean, if we got yeah. everything we prayed for, who knows how horrifying our our lives yeah. would be, right? It's so such remember an that assurance. Scene, you remember that scene? Sorry, you remember that scene from Bruce Almighty? Yeah, that's... where <laughs> where he just said yes to everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and it ruined everyone's then, lives in the whole city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hilarious, <laughs> and and it's really, I mean, again, that's just a obvious point and we can all kind of look back on our lives and think about things that you wanted when you're you know 10 12 14 whatever it was and if you would have gotten it right it would have been to your destruction or to your worst good and uh and so it's kind of what that should free us up to pray all the more and pray freely for what mm. we do think we want knowing yeah. that god is going to say look i know you think you want that but the end result of your getting that will be destruction so in love, mm. I'm going to hold that back from you, or not now, right? Mm. Maybe, maybe I'll give that to you mm-hmm. later. Keep asking, um, but it, it's really important because you know we think about it with with God as our loving Father. It's not like those genie stories. I don't know if you've ever heard the story of the monkey's paw, but it's a classic horror story about. Oh, mm. you've heard it? Yeah, I, I think I might have heard it. You, yeah. you, you can, you can. May you remind me of the story because <laughs> well, I might be different. I, mean, I might be thinking of a different story. I mean, it's it's just a it's just a, a classic old horror story wherein the monkey has you know there's a monkey's paw that holds up three fingers and you get three wishes, but the wishes always come out in the worst possible way. So a fella you know wishes mm. to be rich. And what happens is, is that his son dies horribly in an accident and the insurance money he gets makes him rich. He's like, well, that's not mm-hmm. what I wanted. And then he wishes that his son would be alive. And uh, but he so his son had been buried. He wishes that his son would be brought back to life and his son is brought back to life, but not healed. And so he's just sitting there suffering interminably, you know, in a box, screaming and uh, horrified. Right. And so his final wish is to kind of make it all go away or whatever it is. I can't remember how he wishes a way out of it. But the point is, is that, you know, God is not like one of these kind of fancy figure genies that will give you what you mm-hmm. want, but in the worst way possible, <clears throat> normally give you what you want, mm. uh, you know, to your deficit. He's a loving father. Mm. And as the song yeah. goes, he's a good, good father. He is able yeah. to care for and look out for our needs. Mm. So uh, mm-hmm. so that should free us up to pray as openly as I want. I want my kids to ask me, Daddy, can I have ice cream for dinner? And I'll say no every time. You can't have ice cream for dinner. But I want them to ask because I want them to know mm. that, like, I want them to be able to talk over and think and 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 mm. feel that they're that I'm available to mm. them. You know. Yeah. And and if if you, I mean, if if uh, with that with that idea as well, right? You say you want your kids to ask you um, those things because it also allows them that learning curve. With like, oh, he always says no. He always says mm-hmm. no. I might have to change my question. Mm-hmm. I might have to change my thinking. Mm-hmm. It must mean that ice cream must not be good for me. Mm-hmm. That whole thought process of you determining what inherently is problematic with what you're asking for, that's the reason why God is not giving you that, um, would you know would not happen if you don't ask it to begin with. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> and and in that, so doing, we know. grow in our knowledge of God, right? We grow in our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that, I mean, that's the reason that's the, that's the reason why people learn about other people because they have conversations with them. And prayer is basically an intimate conversation with God. Absolutely. So how else can you know more about him than, you know, having because because from what I see, uh, reading the word and uh, and studying the 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 verses in the book uh, the the bible um is a way for you to see the story and read the story and understand the the words and and, and teachings of god mm. 
prayer is talking to God about what you've understood there mm-hmm. and what you've and basically is the 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 way for you to to talk to the, to him and talk to to God about it and um as much as uh reading and understanding the word is important prayer is equally as important as well because there is no conversation if mm. you just simply receive receive without talking to God and processing mm. that which i think you know leads to the idea of of prayer journaling mm. and then you know that's yeah right. so it, and it yeah. you know just as we finish our our section on prayer problems and challenges to prayer mm. i want mm. to encourage and even again just challenge anyone who's listening and ourselves uh, something that i do and that is that if you have a problem praying and you'll use we'll use all sorts of excuses all of us will oh i'm so busy there's just not time if th- those are all just lies those are all 100% mm. lies. Mm-mm. And if you Mm-mm. have a problem praying, it's because you have a theological problem. There's something wrong with mm. your view of God or his love for you. There's something wrong with your mm. view of what God is, uh, whether God's listening. There's mm. there's some problem. And uh, we couldn't possibly kind of diagnose all these in, an, in a podcast because we, we don't know what's going on inside you. Hardly know what's going mm. on inside ourselves. But my... Uh, admonition to you is if you're having trouble praying, not you, Robbie, you, anybody listening, uh, if you're having trouble praying, then figure out what's going wrong. Don't just go, oh yeah, maybe I'll pray later. Or, oh, it just, it, just when I have more time, because those are, those are deceptions. Those are lies. You can pray on the, mm. uh, on the bus or as you're walking, you can pray. There's, as we're going to see, there's lots of great methods and ways you can pray and say unlimited access to God that we have in Christ mm. is pretty mm-hmm. meaningful. So, my encouragement to you is if you're having trouble praying, trying to f- try to figure out what it is that truly keeps you from wanting to pray. Because once you do mm. understand theologically what prayer is about and how much God loves you, nothing could keep you away from it. So that's my mm. admonition. Now, when we get into prayer methods, Robbie, what, what methods do you find most uh, effective for prayer? Okay, so... Uh, every prayer is different. <laughs> <But> <laughs> we got to respect the uniqueness of each prayer. But it's uh, <laughs> true. <you know? laughs> but um, for me personally, one thing that really has helped me with my prayer life is having, um, especially when I, I, especially at times when like I don't know what to pray. I don't know, like, uh, what am I supposed to pray about? I mean, you're at a loss for like, you know. Um, uh, a system, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds, it sounds like you're, you're objectifying something that's supposed to be purely subjective when it's not necessarily. Um, <clears throat> but my, my, my idea here is uh, the, the idea here is um, th- if you have a format, it then allows, it then, you know, does away with all the distracting, thoughts of what do i say how do i say it how do i phrase it what comes first what comes second if there's that order and if there's that thing that you already have in mind that what you're gonna do uh it would help with like clarifying your mind and thinking of what truly is most important and what you truly need to pray for because you already aren't disturbed by all these other things other the all the the nuances all these like you know very um pedantic uh stuff that you know might take away from from the from from your concentration towards that to from your focus of your prayer mm-hmm. so um in terms of methods i probably would go with the acts with the acts thing the acts mm-hmm. uh adoration uh confession thanksgiving supplication so um I think a lot of people already have an idea of what this is, but for those of you who aren't familiar with what the ACTS method is, um, basically it starts off with um, adoration. You adore God. You sing praises. You, you say you you express praises in, in your adoration for him, um, and you declare him to be your your power, your your savior, and and your your personal Lord. And, you know, it, basically it's a time for you to just let out how much you love him, how much how much you adore him and how much how powerful he is to you. Although there are people who might have 
uh, qualms with that saying, well, I'm not, we're not at that stage yet, but like, <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, sure. But for me personally, cause I have a personal relationship with him. It really helps because it reminds me of who I'm talking to. It keeps me grounded. Like you're talking to your personal Lord and savior. You're talking to the guy who saved your soul. You're talking to the guy who is, who's created the heavens and the earth. And he's all powerful, all knowing you can trust him. Mm. This is going to be a conversation with someone that you know is has your best interest and has your salvation, has your eternal, um, you know, welfare in mind. So mm. uh, that's the first thing. And then the well, second one and, is well, confession. Wait, before you go on, Sorry. I think uh, one of the problems yeah, 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 that people have with this, uh, have with the mm. idea of adoration is like, okay, Lord, yeah, yeah. I adore you. You're really, really great, God, and then run out, and um, that can be. I, mean, I think yeah. that can be a challenge for all of us, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's hard enough yeah. to to give compliments to people who you know sometimes, mm. but uh, but God, and it, He's just He is so great, He's so big. It almost feels weird mm-hmm. to 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 tell Him that you know how wonderful He is. And my recommendation yeah. for this is, and for all of these, uh, is you can find psalms or words from the Bible that correspond mm. with this. Mm-mm. You can sing a worship song. I mean, yes, you're in prayer yeah. time but that doesn't keep you from singing praise in that time mm-hmm. or mm. just even if you mm. you don't feel comfortable singing just opening up or thinking about and praying yeah. the words to a hymn or a worship song or mm. whatever it is uh, something uh, that's meaningful for to you and i think <clears throat> it's really important to recognize mm. that just uh, just because you're praying doesn't mean that it has to be entirely extemporaneous. You can mm. use other people's words again, mm. whether it's a hymn, yeah. a worship song, a poem, yeah. something from scripture mm-hmm. to express what's within you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, much mm-hmm. like a again a husband singing for his wife on their fiftieth wedding anniversary. It's not that he sings it better, sings you know only you better than the platters. <laughs> it's the fact that he's yeah. he's using their words to show mm. what's in his heart mm-hmm. towards her. And so doing yes. that for, before God can be a great habit. I mm. mean, if you have a if you have a hymnal or if you just have, you know, access to worship music lyrics, praying those to fill your adoration time mm. in prayer or not fill it, but to utilize that will help give terrain to what you're saying. So I'm sorry, I, did, I didn't mean to break in on you, but uh, you were moving on to yeah. what is one of the most important aspects of prayer, which is confession. So tell us yeah. what you... Yeah. What goes on there? But before a confession, um, one one thing as well that I could add up to what you just said, um, how like the idea of adoration can also be like you don't have to say it out loud if it's if it's something that's so foreign that you don't know what to say or you're not comfortable just yet of saying it out loud. One thing that I I remember um, that allows me to go in that adoration zone, mm. if you put it that, um, is to. You know, there are these songs that just like, I don't even have to sing along with them. I just read the lyrics and not just read the lyrics and to sing, but like read the lyrics like as they are, the words that are being being sung and listening to it and like absorbing that the message of that song and then meditating on that over the course of the song. Uh, that in itself as well can also be a way to adore, especially when the message of the song talks about that adoration of god or or declaring his his power and his majesty so you know that could be one thing if it's a if, if you consider that a baby step towards have like verbally praying it out loud your adoration and you know those things so that's the first one and then the second one is confession and uh confession is um it, it's a tough one <laughs> it's a it's a it's a tough thing and and i think um to the point even we're in uh in the catholic church right they they have confessional like uh booths to for people to verbally speak out what they what their sins are right um uh and, and basically the idea of putting confession in your prayer um is a way to to submit all your all the things that you are that's burdening you that's that's that the carry you, you the, the heavy load that you're carrying all the all the sins that are in your heart you you pour it out give it to god and then you ask for forgiveness um for all those shortcomings that you've had you you bear it all in front of the lord because um keeping those i mean praying for supplication praying for oh lord guide me oh lord help me in these but then you're keeping some stuff from him because like uh yeah you don't you don't want to know about these things or 
that's for me that this portion of my life is just for me no god allowed um that also can be uh problematic for how deep your relationship really is with god and how how much of a of a role he's playing in your life is he really your personal lord and savior or is he somebody that you think is just a band-aid solution to certain things that you need help with right so the the idea of confessing is also a way of saying that i am yours all that's within me all that i am is yours and it's so the best parts to the worst parts and it's so important to recognize the biblical concept of confession is so you alluded to some Mm. of the misunderstandings we've had throughout church history that confession is something that happens you know before a priest but what confession means in Mm. greek is the 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 greek word is homologeo and homo means same and logeo means to speak or say or to have a message so Mm. the Mm. idea is that to say the same thing or to agree with god and this is really important Mm. because Mm. essentially as as first john 1 9 says if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness so this picture of us being able to recognize in real time where we've blown it and say lord you're right i was out of line like lord you, i, mm, I confess mm, i agree mm. that it wasn't okay for me to treat that person that mm. way i agree it wasn't uh, it wasn't right i wasn't loving that person with your love or i i was looking after that person and lust or whatever it is you know i was greedy for mm. these things or or angry you know wrathful about this it's a one mm. it's it's a necessary part of our walk with christ to be able mm. to in the con confidence and care of our loving father to say, yeah, I'm still growing. Mm. And this is one of the places where I blew it. Right. And and so it's not just mm-hmm. you're turning mm-hmm. in your, your sins, you're turning them in for forgiveness tokens. It's really a way mm. to, to go over your walk with Christ in real time and have him essentially listening to you and uh, through the power of his spirit, through the power of his word, counseling you and, and, and helping you move forward. So it's it's valuable because instead of having to feel like, okay, well, I did four wrong things. I'm going to go do four right things. We know that we have, mm. have forgiveness with Christ. And so we can acknowledge in all humility that we've failed, we've fallen, mm. and Lord, I, I was out of line mm. here. So confession is, Amen. to me, one of the most important yeah. parts of prayer is because without it, we wind up, as you said, carrying that heavy load of, oh, well, how am I mm. going to, how am I going to? And I would even add that confession... Uh, to God or agreeing with God that when you're out of line can show you when where you need to make reparations or, and or repair your mm. relationship with others. So I'm praying mm. and the Lord convicts me, the Holy Spirit convicts me of the way that I treated someone. So I confess it to him. I agree with him that I was out of line. And then I go talk to that person that I might have offended. Mm. Right. Mm. So it helps us keep yeah. short accounts all over. I mean, confession is an incredibly mm. practical part, which leads us mm. to mm. in the states we're about to actually uh, celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving here in the Philippines. I know. You know, just a side side note. Um, <laughs> I've noticed that a lot of people put so much hate on Filipinos that um, celebrate Thanksgiving what? along with you guys. What? Yeah. Like, um, for example, if I post like, oh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone, to all my friends in the U.S., They'd say, "Well, you're not from the U.S. Why are you talking about it?" <laughs> so they, 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 yeah, they make fun of people that celebrate, well, that vicariously celebrate Thanksgiving with you guys. Oh, that's so um, tragic. But yeah, it's a day yeah, dedicated to eating and saying thank you. I'm so sad. <laughs> I, I could totally- well, that we don't, we don't. Yeah, I can. That's probably one of the things that if I ever get to to visit you guys out there, I. would want to make sure that i get there proper i get to cross like thanksgiving like that'd be thanksgiving and black friday yes because <laughs> that that really is the most american thing overeating and and unbridled and, consumerism oh yeah <laughs> the american dream <laughs> is turkey eating a thing out there i don't even know no, I mean, we do have turkey, but we don't eat it as much. Mm. Um, and, well, we don't, I, it's not super common. Right. I remember being scared, being deathly scared of turkeys because <laughs> um, they're scary. They're mean. They they're are mean. mean. They're like Benjamin they're Franklin, chickens. one of our founders. Like, they are mean chickens. That's a great way. Benjamin Franklin yeah. said it should be our national bird because they're they're so Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard. <laughs> I would love yeah. to be the American turkeys because I feel like we are turkeys often enough. <laughs> to be worthy of it but uh, thanksgiving 
as anyway, a, as a spiritual yes. practice. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, so yeah, so Thanksgiving, uh, that portion of 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 what your, of your prayer is, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it speaks for itself. It's giving mm. thanks to God. It's glorifying Him for all the things that He has done in your life. You mm. don't take credit for it. You don't you don't glorify yourself. You say, oh, I'm so good. I, you know, I've been sober for the past, blah, blah, blah. That's all me. And, you know, um, kudos to God for supporting me along the way, but it's all me. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody and God for this year of sobriety. <laughs> yeah. <no>. yeah. <laughs> um, That's right. And uh, so, yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a way of, and it's also a time for you to remind yourself that, all the blessings that you have are from God. Mm. All the wonderful things that mm. have happened in your life, all the, the, all the, the beauty, the, the, the power, and the, and even the adversities that mm. you face—they're mm. all from God. Because it just—it just reminds. It's just a that portion of your prayer is just a great reminder of how much God is should be in control and how much God plays a role in your life. Mm. And if you don't give thanks to Him. I mean, God is a is an awesome, perfect um, God. Mm-hmm. But if, as a person looking at someone not giving thanks to God, I mean, that's just rude, <laughs> you know. And after all that, you know, after all that God has given you, you don't give thanks to Him, mm-hmm. you know. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and there are times in our lives where, because we're out of line, we're walking in our sin nature, that we will be mm. uh, have trouble finding things to be thankful for. And to me, I always think find mm. that mm. it's helpful to uh, start at mm. start with yeah. the the actual center of it, whereas you're giving thankful mm. thanks for Christ. You give thanks for the fact that yes. the Lord came to yes. earth. You gave thanks for the fact that He saved us by His grace. That that we can mm. just trust in Him and receive that gift. You give thanks for, and mm. then to me, I like to work out priority wise on this. So give thanks for my family members, even if they're annoying or frustrating. Mm. And give thanks for my friends and my church family. And give thanks for, and before you know mm. it, right, you're you're going. Oh, and by the way, Lord, thank you so much for the fact that we have, you know, that I have no cards and books. And thank you so much that there are, you know, that I have a roof over my head. If that's something that we have, and so on and so forth. So, mm. so as you're saying, right? I mean, even if, as we're moving through the things for which we are thankful, uh, it is it should be a regular practice. And gratitude, a practice of gratitude, helps us understand and truly maintain a joyful aspect of life or way of looking at life. Mm. Because when we get caught up, as we often do, in what we wish we had, what we think is wrong, what, what we wish was different, we forget and overlook the fact that we are so unspeakably blessed spiritually permanently mm. eternally but also we're we're most any human that i've ever met can point to one thing one person one relationship for which they say i am just so thankful that i have that friendship mm. that i have that you know yeah thing that that, that is meaningful and that's all a part mm. on top of uh the spiritual yeah. blessings we've been given in christ so that mm. attitude of gratitude is mm. a big deal is a is a big and attitude of gratitude, man. Mm, gotta have it. <laughs> it's so catchy. And it, it is right. Anything that rhymes must be true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. I think. Um, yeah, uh, like Millie Vanilli. Yes, they were definitely <laughs> true to the core. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, um, right. so okay. So with th- after Thanksgiving, what's after Thanksgiving? Um, supplication. Supplication. What a so, word we never use. Yeah. And I think, yeah, this is like <laughs> what people mainly pray for, mm. but it's such a, it's such a beautiful thing to put it at last mm-hmm. to show like, um, you gotta save that. You don't save the best for last, but that's like last priority of what we're doing right now. Mm. Cause it's got to take a backseat after giving thanks for all that you've had, you've, 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 you've gotten, mm-hmm. um, backseat from you know um confessing all your shortcomings and and confessing your your sins mm-hmm. uh, to Christ mm-hmm. and then adoring him and his power and his majesty mm. asking god for a favor um and and i, I guess it go, it comes with normal con- that's how it is with when we converse with someone right when we want to ask for something from someone or if there's something we need from someone or if th- if we depend on someone 
common courtesy would tell us you don't ask up front <laughs> you tell that later yeah. you see you, you you first do you know you, you pay respects you, you 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 basically the asking has to has to be later asking up front and without giving thanks and all that it's just rude yeah and it is rude. you know if, <laughs> and by the same time it's also it's a um, it's it doesn't mean that you have to take it away mm-hmm. it's always it, it it's there it should be there because it's also a reminder for us that it's not over yet mm. the god our god is not over working with us yet there's there are so many other things that we could ask from our farmer god because he could he's the one who could give us everything and as long as we have air to breathe and we're alive and we uh, we have more days to come that would um mean that there's still so much more that the Lord can improve in our lives and, and the Lord can grant us as well. So uh, and supplication might be the last part of a prayer, but it doesn't mean it should be the most expendable one, mm. right? It, it, nothing, no, no part of that is expendable. Mm. Each part is important in its own way. Yeah, well, and especially as we think about our role as uh, as priests in the body of Christ, we're priests of this world. We are the mm. only ones. And so we think, first of all, mm. Probably, right, as we're thinking about supplication, we think about the things I pray for for myself. And um, mm. that that's part of it. Certainly we should. But I'd say even yeah. more important than the things we pray for for ourselves is the things we pray for on behalf of others. I mean, one of the ways that mm. we connect mm. are connected with the body of Christ is that we're connected. In fact, the central ways we're connected around Christ. So when we mm. talk about, mm. I mean, how frequently and tragically and we'll talk about this uh, a little bit, but when we talk about prayer methods, one of my favorite things to do is I keep a uh, list of note cards, actually not a list of note cards, I keep note cards, and uh, everyone who is in my kind of core circle, whether that's in my church or in my family, Mm. has a a note card, and essentially I just try Mm. to pray through all those note cards, and when I come up to, Mm. you know, Robbie's note card, and, you know, you tell me about some challenge you're having at work or, you know, whatever, then I write that down so that I don't forget to pray for that when I pray Mm. for you tomorrow, Mm. Right. Wow, that's nice. And it, it is. And, and like you said, and you pointed it out so beautifully, is that we sometimes will frown on a system and say, well, it's because there's a system, it's not heartfelt. No, because there is a system, it is heartfelt, right? Yeah, like if yeah. I make time to be with my wife, to go on a date night with her, it's it's very, it's a system. We go every Wednesday night. How cold, how unfeeling. But it's not. <laughs> it's actually where all the feeling it's, is. Exactly. Because I, I set yeah, aside exactly. time, right? So yeah. similarly. Putting and, an effort, putting an effort into, into praying and to planning out your prayer it's is is a is a clear sign that you invest time in it and you value it mm, and it's not yeah. <laughs> yes yes and it's wonderful and so i mean whether again not everyone's as nerdy as i am maybe three by five note cards or just too geeky for you mm. maybe you get a moleskin or a notebook and you write down your prayer request there and just continue yeah. to pray and cross them off as they get as those prayers are answered mm. or as they cease to become valid but um, praying for your brothers and sisters in Christ, we're so self-absorbed and so centered, it's easy to forget. Like, wait a minute, if I'm not praying for you, like, or, or rather, let's go about this other way. If I'm saying I love you and I value your friendship, but I'm not going to willing to represent your best interest, your needs before the God of the universe, do I really love you that much? I mean, not to <laughs> question affection between friendships, but or between relationships. But it's just the most natural thing in the world to be taking people's needs before the father and so Mm. um again whether that's you know through a a prayer list or you know if you're a part of a church or maybe a you know a young life or something like that getting just a list of all the staff members or all the volunteers and praying through over those people even if you don't know them that well can be a powerful powerful practice so supplication Mm. i mean well you're you're right it 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 can be self-centered it can be what we confuse all prayer with um it also is a chance to connect us to the body of christ right so what we see is prayer is the glue that connects us to our right relationship with god it connects us to our right relationship uh with ourselves and our our own Mm. walk and our failures it connects us to our relationship Mm. to each other and the body of christ and the world Mm. around us without prayer your life stinks. Without prayer, you do not have a healthy functioning relationship with Christ. Period. End of yes. sentence. There is no healthy Christian yeah, yeah. who's not praying, um, which yeah, actually exactly. kind of brings me to something that I really love that goes on. I know that's been going on in Young Life Philippines, but 
uh, tell, mm. tell me a little bit about prayer journaling, because I have my method of doing that, but I would really be interested in hear how you go about it and what you've got from it. Okay, so um, well, we've had different forms of journaling before, um, mm. and it's usually like, you know, it, it's, uh, it's up to the discretion of whoever is leading the Bible study, but lately, these past few years, we've had this, uh, this system that was introduced to us by, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Young Life Hong Kong. Um, they started this whole thread journal thing. Um, and initially I was like, oh, it's just, it's the same thing, man. But then upon <laughs> like listening, actually listening to what they were saying, it actually was pretty neat. Cause, um, basically what you do is, uh, you know, from, from, from what we do, from what I understand, it might be different with some people, but, uh, you have this passage that you read along with your group, um, and then, so you have a, like a, a plan, a, like a, a reading plan. Mm. And then you have this, a couple of verses. And then um, basically, on a, for, like, for example, on this day, we're going to talk about this passage. So you're going to write your thoughts about it. You're going to write, you're going to rewrite, you're going to uh, paraphrase. I'm not sure if I'm saying the right term. But sure. basically, you're going to rewrite the passage in your own words. Mm. And then write your thoughts of it, like underneath it mm-hmm. and basically um all the all you know th- that thing could be like your written prayer of uh, like right after everything after you've written your thoughts um you would for me I'd, I'd write down a prayer like just uh encapsulating all the thoughts that i've had and all the things that i that that was brought out from mm-hmm. the from the thought process of writing it down mm-hmm. and then i write a title of what i just wrote and then I put it in like a, in the front page. I write it down on the table of contents. Like, oh, on this day, I wrote about like this. I wrote about, um, uh, for example, um, the beauty of Brad. Because oh on that day, <laughs> I was having a conversation with Brad. Something like that. So, so, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So it's it's a, uh, um, it's pretty simple. And I think a lot of people already do that. Mm-hmm. But then here, it's making it intentionally. Mm prayerful mm. making a journal intentionally prayerful it's not just like a diary that you like oh dear diary blah blah, blah done close it you're done mm. but then here's like you put in, you put thought into how what am i learning from what i'm reading mm. and then what prayer what what can i extract what prayer comes out what prayer uh, resonates mm. from what i've written and then write it down yeah and then because you've written it down it's there mm. and you can come back to it mm. once you're feeling the same. Exa- for example, if you're going through a tough day and you don't know, you need advice. You just look at your previous journals. Mm-hmm. You look at the title. It's like, oh, I remember. I remember this. And then you read through it and then you then are refreshed with the thoughts that you've had on that day. And then you're encouraged. And then you read the prayer. And then you have a prayer there all written for you, yes. personal and for you. Mm. Right? So it's a, it's a, it's a powerful way to write down um, your thoughts and keeping it for future use. Because mm. prayers are like that, right? Um, it's not, it's, again, it, we don't want it to be a self-centered thing. It's just only you and none of God. But rather, it's a way of saying, I don't want to forget this because this relationship with God is way too valuable for me to just be on a day-to-day basis and forget what I did the b- previous day before. Mm. I want this to last forever, and I'm going to go back to this feeling because I feel so great with my relationship with God right now, or I, I want to see how I've struggled or how I've grown for these past few months, and it would encourage me to keep going on. So this th- the prayer journaling is is such a way to just make your footprints and just it, it's it's a it's a it's a written way of the footprints in the sand story yeah, that's right where yeah, document right like you 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 get to see how god was carrying you along the way mm. you get to see footprints of the lord's efforts to 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 save you from yourself and to just protect you from your sinfulness mm. and to get you through those days um and i think that's a 
you know, it's, it's, it's really such a powerful tool and uh, a wonderful tool that the Lord has given us. And it's so important because, you know, if we, as we've talked about, the conversational aspect or the relational aspect of prayer can't be overstated. And the Lord speaks mm. to us primarily through his word. So really what you're doing mm. with this method that I love, that I find so powerful, is that you're taking God's word saying, God, you've said this to me. Your Holy Spirit illumines it and mm. teaches it to me in my heart, makes it meaningful to me. And now I'm going to respond thoughtfully mm. and prayerfully to what you've said. So in other words, mm. it increases mm. that conversational aspect of prayer in ways that aren't, mm. you know, uh, overly mystical or, or, or uh, feelings-based, but mm. it's essentially saying, God, you actually have said this, and I want to respond mm. uh, thoughtfully and mm. reasonably to that. And so I, mm. I really appreciate how you're recognizing that prayer is even a part of our Bible reading, right? If we're talking about the fundamental aspects of mm. our faith, our Bible reading, our fellowship, mm. and our, our mm. prayer life, and our, our sharing the, the our witness with the Lord, or for the Lord, sharing the gospel with others, all those things, prayer is intimately a part of, or maybe even the background of all those things. So if you're not prayerfully mm. reading mm. your Bible, that by which I mean responding to what the Bible says in prayer, I think you're missing out. And I love that, because that mm. journaling mm. method, the thread method you said, uh, mm, yeah, thread journal. Thread journal really, uh, really yeah. highlights that, and it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I, in the past, I've mm. done quite a bit of prayer journaling over the years. In fact, it's probably been one of my primary prayer practices. And uh, the way that I've done it is over the years is essentially just writing out, um, "Dear Lord." And then essentially almost a letters to God, writing mm. letters to God type situation. Mm. Um, and for me, that's always helped me eliminate distraction. Uh, but mm, and, mm. and at times I would, you know, write a verse and then respond in prayer, but never so, in, so mm, intentionally. Mm, so mm. I'm really excited to include that practice in, in my, mm. my prayer journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So as we round our last, you know, 10 minutes or so of, of our discussion, the question that we wanted to answer last was, why is prayer vital to ministry? Why is it that prayer, or what's the relationship mm. maybe between your ministry and your prayer life? Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, the first answer to that question would probably be the most obvious one. It's ministry, uh, being in the ministry of Christ and sharing Christ's uh, love and his news, wonderful news to the many, to, to wonderful good news to, pe- to pe- people around us, is um, it would be useless if there is no communication with God, mm. right? You can't give what you don't have. Mm. Um, and, that, you know, that, that sentiment um, is something that uh, the, the, the prayer is the embodiment of getting it from the source mm. and just really, you know, being in, in sync with who you're sharing about. And if you don't have communication um, with God and if you don't, you know, if you don't talk to him on a, on a, on a constant basis, then, you know, it's, it's basically, um, how do you put it? It's a, it's basically like, um, reading something. For example, if you, uh, if you read a, a, a book about physics, you just read it, but you don't talk to a physics professor or you don't talk to your teacher about it. And then you share it to your classmate what you've learned purely from simply reading or purely from other people talking to you and you not even conversing with the source of the knowledge itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, you know, it, uh, prayer is your one way personal line to God. Mm. You could get inspiration from, um, speakers. You can get inspiration from podcasts mm-hmm. like these, or you could get inspiration from the Bible, but prayer is a different thing because it's your conversation with him Mm. and how he responds to you is completely based on how you listen to him as well Mm. and it's it's never you know (laughs) it's a it's hard for me to explain um in 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 concise words on on how different it is um because the, the 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 difference is so um is so fundamental but it's also so integrated 
into like uh into the nature of prayer mm. and and what it does to your relationship and what uh, how it how it plays a role in your relationship with God. Well, and as so, you yeah, so well it. put, you <laughs> cannot give away what you don't have. I mean, really, that's at the core yeah. of why you're, if mm. you're too busy to pray, you're too busy to minister. And because at the mm. end of the day, we are not selling a product. Jesus is not a product, mm. as we noted in our previous podcast mm. on on what makes Jesus attractive uh, to, the, to the world mm. at this point is that it's not about like, hey, we're selling this little tidbit of information or we're selling this, you know, Christianity package. Can I put you in a premium Christianity Mm. package today? That's not what we're doing. What we're doing is offering Mm. people, right, a relationship with the living God through the work of Jesus Christ on the Mm. cross. And so if we're Mm. not enjoying that relationship, if we're not uh, savoring that relationship through prayer, which is the primary means of savoring that relationship, Mm. then of course we've got nothing to offer anyone else. Hey, it's almost like a Jim Gaffigan joked about being an overweight, someone being an overweight trainer or an overweight fitness instructor, Mm. right? Like, hey, you should work out. I mean, I don't, but you probably should, right? This huge (laughs) fat guy telling other people how to lose weight or how to exercise. It's absurd. But and, And the funny thing is, right, that guy could be a very effective trainer. Even though he's overweight, mm. if you do what he says, you might have a better have better health, right? Mm. Similarly, mm. we might be able to, or actually not, we might we can be used by the Lord in spite of the fact that we're not mm. actually enjoying that relationship with the Lord, we're not growing, mm. but the Lord can still use us to perhaps introduce His love and His care and a relationship mm. with Him to others, right? But the ideal mm. is that we're also growing in our relationship with Christ, and that happens through mm. prayer. So your comment yeah. that 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 you can't give away what you don't have is of the utmost importance. In other words, if you want, if you love Jesus mm. and you love kids or you love the people to whom you're ministering, the most important thing you can do is care for your spiritual health by going to the Lord in regular disciplined times of prayer. And by discipline, I just mean You've set that aside, whether that's to prayer journal or to, uh, to to pray verbally out loud, maybe to spend an hour just in your room by yourself singing worship songs. Mm. But uh, making time to to build into that relationship puts forth what you have. And I think in relationship yeah. to our last uh, section, and this is really important, is that if you're leading any kind of ministry team, prayer needs to be central to that, right? And I don't know, uh, yeah. growing mm. up in Young Life, one of the most powerful things we did at the beginning of each semester is as we were reaching out to a local high school, we would put take a big mm. piece of poster board and put every single kid's name that we knew. Mm. And throughout the course of the semester, mm. we would try to add kids' names. And so that every week in our meeting, in our prayer meeting, we could pull out this huge poster and we would split it up so that every chi- every kid got prayed for. And you know, think about the power mm. of that, is that if that kid's mm. an unbeliever, they do not have access to the throne room of God, which means that that could have been the only time in that child's week or perhaps in their life that someone represented them before the king of heaven. That's that's a powerful mm. moment, right? That's a powerful privilege. And it drew us together as a team. It kept us on point so we didn't get mm. distracted by squabbling or by, uh, you know, power struggles or, or silly errors or even theological uh, mm. differences that were of secondary importance. Because we were in prayer united around the salvation and the well-being of these souls to whom we had been called the mm. minister. Mm. So, I mean, I would just put very strongly, if prayer is just an add-on to your ministry, if prayer is just something you do to close and open meetings, then your ministry is probably not worth much. I'll just be very frank yeah. and very direct because mm. you're focused, mm. you may be focused, you run the risk of being focused on what you do and not on what God yeah. is doing. Amen. Yeah, that is so true. And I think uh, one thing that I'm also reminded about prayer is that there was a huge emphasis. God's there was a God placed huge emphasis in praying in private mm. and, mm. and it's not, it's not, you know, I mean, we can pray in public, you know, we could, we could pray in the subway or we could pray out in the streets. But I think that for me, the, the, the way it struck me, the way that, the way that it says there is that you defeat the purpose of having an intimate conversation with God. If what's on your mind is how am I being seen by other mm. people? Mm. Or how am I being heard by other people? When in fact that the question that you should always ask when you're praying is how 
am I being heard by God? What am I saying to him? What am I what am I sharing with him? Am I sharing my all to him? Or I simply am I simply just putting out a facade mm. of what is condemned to be or what is deemed to be uh, the appropriate way of praying or what is like, you know, something that you that's not, you know, f- organically coming from you. That's mm. not something that, you know, that, that really stems from your relationship with him. So th- that for me is like, wh- why was there a, such a huge role in, in just like boarding up and closing and just praying, mm. you know, on your own. But then I realized, in essence, that was that's what we should do. We should keep it to ourselves, and we should keep our our conversations with God back to like in, within ourselves. It's 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 a it's a, a matter that dep- that's just between you and Christ. And if anything else, anything outside that supersedes god's role in that conversation then it no longer becomes a prayer to god but a prayer to another thing Mm. in the guise of praying to god well and it's really important to note i mean that corporate prayer is also a huge part of our life with christ Mm. we're meant to be Mm. praying with the Mm -hmm. body you go to church and part of what you do when you're in Mm. church is pray and pray you do corporately is prayer so corporate prayer is an important Mm. part but it's important that we understand how we're meant to orient ourselves to corporate prayer so pretending you're in church and someone's up there and they're leading you in prayer that mm. implies that you're not sitting there wondering when it's going to be over or what you're you know what mm. you would say or judging their prayer you are mm. letting them lead you in prayer and thus you're praying mm. what they're praying yeah. with them right and <laughs> yeah, uh, especially, they're not your substitute and <laughs> right yeah that's right they're not your substitute <laughs> they're 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 meant to be leading you in prayer and i and i think particularly yeah. in small groups i one of the things that i've found in my own heart because i don't get to look into other people's hearts uh is is like well uh, someone else's praying i'll be thinking about okay so when it's my turn i'm going to pray for this this and this instead of listening humbly and responding to and saying lord yes oh that's right because they're going to have prayer perspectives that i don't have and so that Mm. that grows Mm. or increases our intimacy as a group it increases my ability to understand god from a greater corporate perspective Mm. so Mm -hmm. um yeah that's why it's so important like you said our our prayer life in private is so uh critically important but all and also our corporate prayer life allows us to sit side by side, to kneel side mm. by side before with uh, with your brothers and sisters in Christ and remember where we're oriented, mm. how we're oriented to the good shepherd of our souls. Additionally, mm. I'd add, in your family. Prayer in your family shouldn't just yeah. be over dinner, right? Prayer with your wife mm. or your mm. husband shouldn't just be, you know, when it's when it's required, but it orients mm. you to that right relationship to God and can conduct mm. the mm. your relationships in a in a big and powerful way. So, um, in in conclusion, <laughs> to that thought, prayer is absolutely unquestionably the central step in ministry if you're not representing your Mm. ministry before god if you're not representing the people to whom you're ministering before god in prayer Mm. walk away walk away until such Mm -mm. a time that you can do that Mm. that you can recognize that this isn't your ministry this is the lord's ministry this is what god is doing in you and prayer is the place where we learn and recognize and figure out how that plays out so Mm-mm. I don't know. Do you, do you have any uh, closing thoughts for us on prayer in in generic in general terms as we round the end of our hour together? Well, it's uh, it's mainly just the uh, the prayer. You know, you just need to pray. Just, need to pray. Um, just do just it. Just pray to God. Just pray to God. Pray for your family. Pray for your friends. Pray for the kids at your ministry. Mm. Pray with them mm. if you can. Um, but it has to be a prayer to God from you. Hmm. Uh, a prayer is worship at its most personal. Hmm. Prayer is hmm. thanksgiving at its most personal. Prayer is uh, confession in its most personal. And prayer is asking for guidance and asking for grace and mercy at its most personal. Hmm. So it has to be done by you authentically by you and it should be a manifestation of your relationship with god and it's it should be used to empower and strengthen 
your relationship with God. Mm. Uh, the world sees prayer um, quite blankly um, as a, simply as a means to like get themselves out of trouble. But right. a last personally resort. speaking, yeah, yeah, as a last resort, mm. but that's not what prayer should be. Mm. Prayer should be the first thing that you do every morning and the last thing you do every night. Because mm. who else are you going to talk to, right? Who else, um, who else would be willing to listen to you and who else would you want to share your day with than with him who started and ended the day for you? Mm. Absolutely. Well, and I, I, I would recommend a couple of books. Uh, prayer, mm. prayer books are a dime a dozen and, and very frequently um, are mostly just mm. all that <laughs> all that a good prayer book is, not prayer book, but book on prayer generally tends to do is just something that tries to inspire you to just do it. So Robbie, your advice is mm. mine as well. Mm. Just do it. You might not feel like, you know, you might not feel like you're comfortable with it, but it's like anything else. Is The more you pray, whatever method, whatever means, whatever you put around it, the mm. more you pray, the more comfortable you'll be in prayer. I would highly recommend mm. if you can find, and you can find it for free, on the internet uh there's a book called the kneeling christian and it is by an unknown mm. author but you can find uh and it is an encouraging wonderful book on prayer if you're looking for something a little bit more practical there's a book by dave early who's a pastor of a, a mm. large church and it's called prayer the timeless secret of high impact leaders and so it's talking about prayer in the specific context of of life and ministry and then finally, mm -hmm. if you're looking for something just very practical and ground level, there's a great book uh, based on the movie War, uh, War Room, which is a beautiful movie on prayer. I mm. highly recommend watching that by the Kedrick Brothers, or, and it's called The Battle Plan for Prayer. And it gives you, again, mm. just some, some structure around praying. So those three books I would absolutely recommend. The Kneeling Christian, that's by an anonymous author. Prayer, The Timeless Secret of High Impact Leaders by Dave Early and um, The Battle Plan for Prayer by Kedrick are just two, three. Mm. They're not necessarily the three best ones. Uh, Andrew Murray has some amazing writing on prayer uh, as well as others. So it's not a, a be-all, end-all bibliography, but if you're looking for something mm. to encourage you those uh, and to help maybe give you some, some work along uh, with that, then I'd, I'd recommend those. So... Um, mm -mm. Robbie, this has been a fun discussion. I got to be honest; I really appreciate yeah. getting to <laughs> talk about this stuff. We even you. went way over time. Way but, over uh, time. Way over time. Way over time. This is unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're still with us, thank you. Please rate, yes, comment, yes. please subscribe, please share this with other this podcast with other mm -hmm. people who might be uh, ministering or seeking to minister, mm. or, or really, again, not necessarily in, just in vocational ministry, but um, who are taking their call to serve Christ in a local church in a local mm. community and throughout the world uh, would you please share it with them yep 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 uh, and, and again leave comments send uh, emails is the email up yet? yeah I think I, I yeah I remember making it <laughs> <laughs> what was the address? A, the rnbgodcast at gmail.com so that's the letter R A-N-D and the letter B or an ampersand um sorry uh it's T H E R N B. T H E. So the R N B, like N, it's in like. R N B. N the letter N. So. Yeah, R, R N. Yeah. Le letter R, letter N, letter B, Godcast. Then Godcast at gmail.com. Okay. If you have any questions, if you have any suggestions, if you have any violent remarks or reactions, <laughs> <laughs> we'll read them on the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll air your dirty laundry here. No. That's what we no, do. No, no. That's what um, we do. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, this has been Robbie. And this has been Brad. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>